friends and welcome to the rogue planet podcast i'm jason mcclellan and i'm marine ellsbury thanks for joining us i think jason i will go ahead and say that i am finally recovered from san diego comic-con how about you i think i am it surprisingly takes a long time to recover from that event yeah i mean it took me a good solid three or four days to sort of get back to my uh a feeling normal and b a uh, normal routine and here's the funny thing about that event. We didn't actually go inside the event. It's true. I mean, that's the thing with San Diego, though, is there are so many panels and activities and uh, other sort of experiences outside of actually having a badge, which a lot of people don't know. You'd think, I don't want to go to Comic-Con. I don't have a badge. There's tons of awesome stuff to do and lots of free things also. A lot of free things, and every year there seems to be more and more free stuff to do outside of the convention center. That's the great thing about San Diego. I mean, San Diego is awesome by itself, but it's a great place for a convention. It's got the convention center where all the shit happens, all the panels and everything. But outside of it, everything, all all these different networks and and everything else geek-related takes over downtown San Diego outside the convention center right by the bay, downtown Fifth Avenue. I mean, stuff just gets taken over with exhibits and and pop-up events that you can go to for free that don't require a Comic-Con badge. So yeah, for anybody there who lives there, or for people like us who go there for that experience because we know that happens, there's just so much going on, and we had a blast. Oh my gosh, how rude. My phone's going off. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> it's a wookie at least it, at least it's a good ring that's that's just fine uh, but i mean it, i'm surprised every year i think that you know this has to die down at some time but it keeps growing and you know there's always these articles about oh this network and this company decided to back out of san diego comic-con they're not going to be there and that spawns <laughs> articles about like Oh, this is the sign of the downturn of San Diego Comic-Con. But it still gets bigger every year. And just the experience, the downtown experience itself, like the off-site stuff, the free stuff, the removed stuff from the convention center grows every year. And this year, uh, you know, was no exception. There were lots of great things to do without a badge, just going, hanging out, getting free stuff downtown. Um, a lot of photo ops, photo ops were like the biggest thing that I noticed this year that were different. A lot of photo ops that you could go and get your picture taken on a green screen or, or, you know, just different things that were related to different television shows, networks, et cetera. And, uh, cool opportunities for you to post to your social media networks, but just cool free things that you could do that made it seem like this awesome event. I had fun. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I think that, you know, one big thing is Nerdist had Carnival this year, yeah. which was an entire, they took over Petco Park and 
had tons of exhibits, laser tag, um, different events you could do. And on top of that, they had a lot of panels and a lot of their panels had, you know, really big name yeah. uh, themes and celebrities. So I think, you know, people should definitely check it out next year, even if, you know, badges sell out within an hour or so. So if even that might be quicker, uh, it's still it's still worth going down and checking out. And again, like you said, San Diego is awesome on its own and there's tons of stuff to do there. So um, I had a great time. Plus, I mean, there was even a booth that if you took a picture or tweeted a hashtag, they gave you free drinks. So free drinks. Yes. That, free that drinks was- in downtown San Diego. So at the very least, you're seeing a bunch of weirdos in costumes and getting free booze. That's awesome. We'll we'll see uh, if it happens again next year, though. They may have, may have uh, blown their load. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get at San Diego Comic-Con. But there's always lots of free stuff you get. You just walk down the streets, get free stuff. Um, I know both of us had to, you know, kind of pare down our suitcases to decide what was worthy of bringing home and what needed to go to the trash but you you wind up with so much stuff that's being handed out on the streets it's fantastic of course the past at least two years um sharknado has had a big presence they always give out a lot of stuff so sharknado was was on the prowl giving out their stuff had a large presence there but this year was the first year since uh to the stars has been an entity and its first massive property, Poet Anderson, uh, had a presence at San Diego Comic-Con. That was cool to see. Yeah, they actually got together a group of, of fans uh, from the area to dress up as Poet Anderson. So they were wearing, you know, their um, black bowler hats and black umbrellas and um, scoured the city uh which is interesting because you just look and there's tons of people that have no idea what that is. Absolutely no clue. But then they stop them to take pictures because you think, what is this? What are those people? Is that something new? I want to know. Um, so it's a great way to advertise anything, I think. But uh, I'm going to start doing that to advertise myself next year. I'm going to hire a bunch of people to dress up as me and walk, in, walk around in a big crowd and, I, and see what, what sort of response we get. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I mean, you're definitely going to get lots of people taking your picture because, number one, there are always people who are just looking for a great cosplay to take pictures of. So to see a group of people dressed the same, they're going to take pictures of. But, you know, just normal people see a group of weirdos in bowler hats and umbrellas, and they're all, hey, that's cool. I'm going to take a picture of it. Yeah, it was a great advertising opportunity. Um, there were a lot of people stopping the, this crowd and taking pictures. Chris Cote was there interviewing people. Um, to the Stars just posted a video um, of that footage of Chris Cote interviewing people on Fifth Avenue, talking about dreams and other weird stuff. But uh, yeah, the the poet the, the poet army was there at Petco Park when Tom DeLonge um, did his fifteen minute interview on the Nerdist stage. So it was it was cool. It was good to see them there. And uh, the To the Stars store was open for a while, and I guess they now have hours that they're open during the week. So you can stop by if you're in the Encinitas San Diego area. Stop by the uh, To the Stars store and pick up some cool stuff. Indeed, yes, we went there. The day that before they opened, and I, I know that um, a lot of people I saw on Twitter were excited, looking forward to getting to get in there and get some gear. 
Yeah, they have. Uh, that's your best chance of getting stuff because the demand is so high that they frequently run out of inventory. So your best chance of getting stuff is going to the store itself. And they also have some occasionally have some stuff there that's only available at the store, not available online. So that's incentive to go to the to the stars store. And Encinitas is cool by itself, so you don't really need an incentive to go there, but it's just an added bonus. Right. So I will ask you this. Two questions. Yes. A, what was your favorite trailer that came out of Comic-Con this week? And B, what was your favorite cosplay you saw? All right. So I will say um, favorite trailer... I don't know that I had a favorite trailer that came out of it because I, I don't know. I wasn't that excited about any of the trailers that came out, but the star Wars panel, like I was a giddy little boy with everything about the star Wars panel because number one, Harrison Ford, and there is no number two because you don't need to say anything more than Harrison Ford <laughs> was there at the panel. That was just amazing. And then J.J. Abrams like dropped a bomb on everybody and it was so cool watching him just like all right so we're all going to go outside and go to this secret concert of Star Wars music so let's all march outside and do that I I'm so jealous that I wasn't a part of that crowd that got to like march over to the bay and like watch this concert of Star Wars music followed by fireworks and everything. I, that and was I amazing. W- I witnessed the I was witnessing the fireworks that yeah. was standing right across from them. Yeah. And I didn't know what they were for, of course, at first because wasn't in the panel to That's see right. my one true hero in life, yep. unfortunately, kicking myself in the face. Um but yeah, I, I found out early the next day and, and thought, holy shit. I mean, those kids wait in line for a really long time. It's really awesome that, that Abrams Ward, and I think that that's something we've seen happening a lot here is they really, both Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams, really respect the people that are so passionate. They're willing to wait in line for days for these I mean, events at yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, before they've like given out pizza and exactly. stuff to people. So yeah. So I, I'm really the, happy that Star Wars is in their hands. They're really cool people, but it doesn't change my jealousy that I was not involved in that. That would have been awesome. But yeah, I was with a with a friend who, like, as the fireworks were happening, like looked up, and I guess the New York Times was reporting or something, saying what those fireworks were. Well, damn it, that was part of the Star Wars panel. Those assholes, they're so lucky. So that was awesome. So jealous I wasn't a part of that, but. Um, I don't know. Maybe my – this is cheating. It's not really cosplay, but my favorite cosplay was uh, – well, actually, I don't know. There was a Rancor that I saw <laughs> walking in the streets of downtown San Diego. So the Rancor probably was the best uh, cosplay I saw. I was going to talk about my wife – doing the uh, nice obstacle course and jumping off the tower, but that's not really cosplay. But That's not cosplay at all. <laughs> no. That's not even well, close. It's close because all those people are playing a role. But well. A video game role. Yeah. Assassin's uh, Creed. It's, she's, they're playing a role. She's not dressed up in costume. Nice try, Jason. I know. But, but no, yes. that's, that's what initially came to my mind. But no, the, the Rancor I saw was pretty cool. That is cool. I don't think I saw that, in fact. 
if you search online, you can find pictures of it, I'm yeah. sure, because it was one of the coolest things there. Yeah, I just somehow missed it in the streets. I must have been um, drinking. Not, not Free drinks. Free drinks. That's where I was most of the time. But, well, uh, I was with you most of the time. So, re- Reverse question <laughs> to you then. Yeah. No. Oh, um, well, you know, actually, the um, the movie, one of the movies I'm kind of really excited about uh, that was talked about. I mean, I'm saying besides The Force Awakens, because mm. that's a, of course, mm. um, is Crimson Peak. I'm really excited for uh, that one is coming out i don't even know when it's coming out but um you know tom hilliston's in it and um let's see a bunch of people i don't know it looks awesome it's this kind of horror movie with a lot of mystery and intrigue but it's not exactly a um allegedly not exactly a ghost movie though it's about a lot of ghosts um i'm super excited to see that and then the deadpool trailer was actually pretty awesome um I wasn't sure what I was expecting from it, but uh, it's it's very very uh, explicit, which is nice. You know, they're they're going for like the raw comic book what Deadpool should be like. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Ryan Reynolds does in that. It's still not exactly the voice I see with Deadpool, um, but I, I have high hopes, and I think a lot of people reacted really positively to that apparently they showed it twice at the panel and i was not at the panel but i watched the illegal crappy version because i couldn't wait <laughs> i'm terrible i'm a bad girl um and i th- yeah i'm excited for what they're doing with it i think it's what most people did but then they released the official high resolution one um and it was cool that they did that but you know i don't know what to think i'm as you know, I'm a Ryan Reynolds fan, so it's fantastic. But I agree with you. It's not the exact voice I expect from Deadpool, but I think it'll be good. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, one thing I saw while I was waiting in line for something was a uh, Batmobile. It was an awesome Batmobile driving around downtown San Diego. And that reminded me of the previous year, last year, San Diego Comic-Con, when I saw some awesome uh, Ghostbusters stuff because they were really pushing Ghostbusters back then for some reason. Um, and there was a uh, car driving around. And this year, um, something new that just came out after Comic-Con was that Dan Aykroyd's going to be in Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters. Right, and that's not exactly... I mean, it was rumored already. People were pretty yep. sure it was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but the details were more defined, obviously, after Comic-Con. And we know that um, he's not going to be going as, as Ray here. And um... So what are your thoughts on that? So the, the, the word is right now that he's, yeah, he's not going to be Dr. Ray. He's not going to be reprising his role as Mr. Ghostbuster. Rather, he's going to be a cab driver. It's just a, a one-scene cameo. So what do you think about that? So, I mean, I think that it would be too difficult sort of to tie in the original Ghostbusters franchise with the way they are doing this reboot mm-hmm. um, because we have this whole new group of of people who are devising, well, let's get together and go after these ghosts. Yeah. Um, whereas 
if you tried to link it back, it would almost be like, oh, those dudes did it. And so we're going to do it now, too. So you'd have to and you got to think about who knows what sort of time has passed in the time frame of the movies um, to where there was probably not a really great way for them to insert him as Ray in there. So it's kind of I think it's it's like a little homage to the originals. Right. And I think that's how fans have to keep this in mind, that this is not. It's completely separate. That's why the director, Paul, has said that this is a complete reboot. It's a different film. It's not any way related to the original Ghostbusters. Um, So, yeah, there isn't a tie-in. So Dan Aykroyd appearing in it is a nice homage, but nothing else. You can't can't tie the two together because it's a completely different universe, basically. Right. And he did, he did already, um, I wrote an article about it for To the Stars, and uh, Aykroyd did say that he had read the script and thinks it's awesome, and he thinks it's going to be just a fantastic and funny movie, you know, with a little bit of drama tied in. Yeah. Um, which doesn't mean that it will be, but it's nice to see that he appreciates the way it was handled. Right. Yeah, that's huge. And, uh, you know, I'm so hopeful that one day we'll see a, a true sequel for Ghostbusters. Well, it'd be it's a unlikely, sadly, but sma- sadly smaller crew. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, which makes it even more unlikely. But dreamers can hope. They sure can. All right. Well, speaking of things that we've dreamed and hoped about, of course, we got our our wish with X Files coming back, and they released the first. Very small teaser trailer for the new uh, upcoming X-Files revival. Indeed they did. And I um, had to watch it about eight times just yeah. to, to actually see anything in it because you blink your eyes and yep. it's over. Um, 15 seconds of wonderful glory. But I think I think one of the main... Um, obviously, you know, there was been rumors about this and pictures of this crashed UFO that people saw while they were filming in Canada and took pictures of and that already leaked on the the uh, internet so we do see that in the teaser trailer but then we see some jerks stepping on a fallen I want to believe poster yeah what's up with that don't those guys know that they're assholes by doing that I think that they uh, don't care they probably don't I think that's an I don't care motion stepping on Fox Mulder's poster um and because we've seen those supposedly uh, footage or seen photos of that UFO, crashed UFO, we can infer possibly from this 15-second teaser trailer that that spinny engine that we see very vaguely is a UFO. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... it kind of looks like an airplane engine in the trailer, but because we've seen that crashed UFO... I like to tell myself that's definitely a crash UFO. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, uh, I think that's what it is. It better be. Holy, <laughs> holy crap, Jason. My, my Friday just got a whole lot better. Uh-oh, what happened? You know what I just realized happens today? What's that? Wet Hot American Summer, first day of camp on Netflix, starts today. Oh, no. Y- y- your weekend is ruined or, or made better. 
No, unfortunately, I have tons of plans this weekend. <laughs> I am again, once again, a new aunt. My um, sister-in-law gave birth on Tuesday, um, so I get to meet my little nephew Nolan Miles tomorrow. Excellent. Then I have, then I have to go to a party, and then on Sunday I have to go to uh, like some family reunion thing. So I am, I'm gonna have to squeeze in like eight hours of first day of camp tonight. <laughs> Well, yeah, your weekend just got a whole lot more crowded. I, and, I can't wait to hear what other people think about it. Yeah, me too. Oh. Um, wait a minute. But I need to – I'm questioning where you're going to fit uh, Bigfoot research in there. I know you're working on some Bigfoot research. I am indeed. Um, so that is not going to really happen this weekend. I am reading a book, a, sort of a field guide to investigating – Sasquatch scientifically. Um, and then I, I've met the author and I will be interviewing him in the future here. And then I'm going to go out to some of these trails that uh, have allegedly had sightings or stories and try to do some of my own investigation. That's so exciting. I have never actually been squatching so I'm really looking forward to my, my first opportunity to go out and camp in the woods and look for Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, you are welcome to... Oh, what a tease. They pushed back the dates. Don't worry, my weekend's free again. They pushed back the date to July 31st. Wah, wah. That's a letdown. I got really excited. Yeah. Um. Well, fill that time with Bigfoot because, so. yeah, I need to make make a Bigfoot trip happen. Indeed. Well, we need to talk briefly about the historic event that happened this last week. NASA's New Horizons spacecraft, spacecraft finally reached Pluto. Indeed, the, they did. The former, former planet, now dwarf planet, on July 14th. Um, and that's a journey that that spacecraft had been on for nearly a decade. It was launched in 2006. And made plenty of observations on its way, but the main focus of New Horizons was Pluto, the last undiscovered or unexplored planet in our solar system, former planet in our solar system. And it did indeed do its flyby. And that's surprising because on July 4th, the craft suffered this terrible computer malfunction and like had a temporary loss of communication, but the team was able to... Well, the spacecraft, fortunately, its autopilot shifted into a safe mode and contact was regained and the team on Earth was able to figure out the cause of the glitch and everything was fine. They figured out that there was no alteration to the course or anything, no adjustments were needed. It was still going to be on course for its arrival to, at Pluto and it did and it, it's just so mind-boggling that on this journey um, – nearly a 10-year journey spanning 3 billion miles that these genius scientists here on Earth could make this craft arrive on time at Pluto, and it even arrived a minute early from when they planned its arrival when it was launched in 2006. And That's since then... crazy. Yeah, it is. And since then, we've had uh, tons of great information. A, we've gotten... Um, Photos of what appears to be an icy mountainous range. 
which is super incredible. And also some really great uh, memes on the internet, including <laughs> one of my favorite. So you dumped me years ago, but now you're driving by my house real slow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is also getting people. We've got so many cool images of Pluto and it, the moons uh, surrounding the area. And people are starting to once again, try to petition to get Pluto back as a planet. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we knew so little about Pluto. I mean, it's amazing how much we know about the planets in our solar system, but how little we know about the planets in our solar system. And now, you know, some people like to cross Pluto off the list. It's like, now we've explored all of our planets, but we really haven't. I mean, this quick flyby doesn't count as an exploration. <laughs> like, we, yeah. got, we got some great information, like more information than we've ever had about Pluto, but we still know very little. And now it's super exciting because we find out that Pluto is larger than we previously thought. It has an atmosphere. It has all the signs of active uh, volcano activity. It's an exciting planet. So uh, uh, are you laughing at me? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> just trying to stall you. There is... That's why we're fighting to get planet back. You said it's an exciting planet. Damn right. And so it's, yeah, it's larger than, than we previously thought. And New Horizons will continue now that it's flown by Pluto. And we'll go into the Kuiper Belt and explore some, some other bodies there. And there are plenty of bodies in the Kuiper Belt. And I think we'll probably find other large Pluto-sized um, objects there as well that are equally fascinating there's so many amazing worlds i mean it's it's hard to ignore just all of the amazing worlds that exist in our universe because we have all these great instruments out there like the kepler space telescope finding all these exoplanets but there's so many really exciting worlds right here in our own solar system that we know so little about and this recent flyby of Pluto just proves that. Yeah, and I think obviously we've come a long way in space exploration in the last um, even decade. And yeah. I can only imagine how much further we can go in the future. And, and I really hope that that occurs. And, you know, maybe one day it'll be normal to go fly around space. Well, that time is coming, my friend. There are so many private space companies doing amazing things, and although SpaceX recently suffered a setback with the uh, failure of one of their rockets, their mm -hmm. launch to the space station, that was a sad day, but, you know, space is hard. They learn from their failures, and, uh, you know, these private space companies are still making incredible leaps and bounds in the world of space exploration and space travel. So I think uh, we're moving at an incredible rate in terms of space travel. Um, and I think we're going to simplify the process very quickly. Indeed. So fingers crossed for all these great companies doing all the great space stuff they're doing. And uh, with that, Maureen, I think we'll wrap it up and uh, save all of this space discussion for another time because I want you, with all this exciting stuff happening with Pluto now and the buzz about Pluto and space exploration, um, I'm hoping to get our friend uh, Amy Sher title on the show because she was recently involved with uh, doing some of the JPL coverage of the wonderful New Horizons mission. Um, she has a lot to say about the Pluto mission, so it would be great to get some inside 
info from her about that whole process and all sorts of other stuff is going on with space. Most definitely. And, and, you know, I'm glad you decided to pull the trigger. I am sitting in front of a window and I think I'm actually uh, just about ready to eat. I'm cooked pretty thoroughly. <laughs> yes. Perfect timing. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us today to talk about all sorts of geek weird stuff like San Diego Comic-Con, Star Wars, and space. We'll do it again very soon because that's what we do here on the Rogue Planet Podcast. Thanks. As always, I'm Jason McClellan. And I'm Marie Ellsbury. We will see you in the future. <laughs>